guys, welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio ZSL podcast, man. I'm so grateful to be back as always. And today's another TOEFL ITP edition. So honestly, man, I just realized that I think something that I just posted in December of last year, I don't really tune into YouTube much, right? But then I realized one of my videos went up to like 1,200 views. So I checked it. And I saw all these likes and I saw all these compliments and I'm like, damn, I didn't know about any of this. I didn't know that people were communicating on my channel. And, you know, as a way of always getting back, I'm like, well, you know what, maybe I should take off, you know, some of the restrictions that I have because I had some trolls probably about two years ago. And I'm like, ah, I don't really care about YouTube. And so I turn off all the comments, although people can comment, I turn off the notifications. So I'm gonna turn them back on and I'm gonna start communicating with everyone out there. So I just wanna give a big shout out to everyone on YouTube who has been obviously following me and especially the blog views have been just phenomenal. So I'm in there, I'm doing what you guys are obviously look, uh, you know, looking into and you know the TOEFL ITP. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm building a course right now, I'm building, the, um, what is it, the structure of the grammar first, and then I'm going to go into written expression, okay? And then after that, I'll be doing the reading techniques and then so forth, right? So I want to start building up, you know, some of these courses because I know a lot of you would like to learn to go. It's not like online coaching, which obviously is available. I think you guys would like course-based stuff. So that's what I'm getting into. So that's a nice little rundown of everything. So man, again, big shout out to everyone on my blog. And on my YouTube, lots more content coming. And with that being said, guys, let's get into this goodness. So today, obviously, is a reading because I know a lot of you love the reading. This is more of a like an intermediate reading, right? So it's not one of the very difficult ones that I'm going to be putting on my course. It's intermediate, right? So again, the goal of this video is to understand the process so that you can develop that coach it's not so much the answer, answer, answer. It's how were you able to come up with the answer? It's kind of like having that teacher who, you know, you, you did a math problem in your head. And they said, okay, show me exactly how you did it. And you're like, no, no, I just want to tell you, no, you have to show me exactly how you did it. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to take the test and do very well is by that process and guiding yourself through that on the test. Although you have it in mind, how did you get to that? That's the most important aspect of everything, right? So in saying that, here we go. So for those of you listening, thank you so much for listening and whatnot. Podcasts, you know, stats, not really focusing on it too much anymore. Um, so I'm focusing more obviously on the video, the courses and building stuff. So here it is. My Instagram link, you guys are looking at the ArsenioBuckShow.com. So if you guys want more of these blogs and whatnot, Go to my website. The link is in the description, yeah? Now, in saying that, Instagram, I put these videos on my Instagram first. Then it comes up on YouTube. With these specific videos, I upload them to YouTube immediately, right? But on Facebook, I really don't care about Facebook, right? So they get that very, very late. So tune into my Instagram. Link is there, and it's a clickable link too. All right, so we got three paragraphs. It's a reading. It's about Ben Franklin and Thomas Paine. It's about a little bit of literature. All right. So this one's more focused on vocabularies. Uh, there was uh, a specific question that focused on the, what is it, the tone of the passage, and they had the biggest words ever. And understand that was a very old version of the TOEFL ITP test. 
in all the newer versions and all the tests that I've taken, I realized that they don't have any of those questions on that test anymore, especially the one here in number one. But I just want to give you guys a freebie so you can, you know, practice a little bit and understand what thesis are, right? So in saying that, it says in question number one, the paragraph preceding this passage most likely discusses. So let's read the first sentence. Whereas, okay, so now we're looking for the opposite in terms of whereas. So remember, whereas is like, Oh, you know, this focuses on this, whereas this focuses on this. So it's like a contrastive statement. It's like an opposite, right? So it says here, whereas literature in the first half of the century in America had been largely religious and moral in tone, by the latter half of the century, the revolutionary fervor that was coming in life in the colonies began to be reflected in the literature of the time and blah, 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 right? So, literature in the first half of the 18th century in America had been largely religious, but let's see what the paragraph would be preceding it by me presenting you these answers. So, let's break it down. How literature influences the population, that was actually at the end of this sentence. Is that what they're going to be speaking about? Because, again, we have the whereas, and we're looking for the paragraph before that. Now, it says here, religious and moral literature. Literature supporting the cause of American Revolution. Didn't say anything about the American Revolution in that full sentence or first paragraph. What made Thomas Paine's literature successful did not mention Thomas Paine whatsoever. So basically, we have eliminated two bad answers and we're down to A and B. How literature influences the population or religious and moral literature. Now, I'm going to say that sentence one last time. Whereas literature in the first half of the 18th century in America, okay, had been largely religious and moral in tone. Right? So what we have to do is figure out the opposite. And then, of course, by the latter half, it was more about, you know, the influence and reflected in the literature of the time and which in turn served to further influence the population. Okay? So how literature influenced the population? Does that go before? Or is it religious and moral literature? So I would like you guys to type your answers in the comment section, whether it's on YouTube or my blog, yeah? And if you wanna see the answer, obviously go to my blog and go to the second page and your answer will be there. But I'm just trying to break it down for you guys, yeah? So I'm saying that, let's go into number two, the word fervor. This is a little hard, right? Cause you're like, oh my God. Fervor, what the hell does that mean? Will you get words like this on the test? Absolutely, you will. By the latter half of the century, the revolutionary fervor that was coming. Okay, so fervor was coming in life. So fervor coming in life in the colonies began to be reflected in the literature of the time. So we're still trying to figure out what this fervor means because it was coming in life in the colonies. And it began to be reflected in the literature of the time, which in turn served to further influence the population. So whatever this fervor is, it's excitement. It's something that's positive. It's not negative. Because obviously in the second half of the sentence, in the other dependent clause, it says in turn served to further influence the population. So it says here, A, war, obviously not. B, anxiety, obviously not. So we have two positives, spirit and action. 
This is how you break it down. I'm doing like this process of elimination and understanding context. It's not so much the answers. It's how you break them down and break down what you read. That's what I'm trying to do with you guys. I could just go on and tell you answer, answer, answer because this, but what does that mean in developing you and developing that inner coach so you'll be able to guide yourselves through the test when you actually take the test. Got it? So number three, the word time in line three could best be replaced by hour, period, appointment, duration. I love this. I love this one because, okay, let's look at time, 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 time. There it is. Okay. And the colonies began to be reflected in the literature of the time. Now, in the literature of the time, meaning at the present. So is that hour? Is it period? Appointment? Obviously not appointment. Obviously not hour. So are we talking about time meaning period or time meaning duration? Now I'm going to give you the answer here. It is period because it's during a specific time, right? Specific period of time. Sometimes you would see that. So during this period, you would hear in literature, right? During this period, the, the bubonic plague, dot, 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 dot. Or during this time, but normally in old literature, they would always use period, period, period. You don't see time too often. So B is your answer. Time equates to period. During this time, during this period. It's a time frame. It's a specific moment, right? Like when the dinosaurs perished. During this time period, it was the blah, 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 thoracic era, whatever you call that stuff, right? So let's keep it going. Understand in context. Number four, it is implied in the passage that, now this is one of the harder ones. This is what you would normally see very, um, what is it? You, would got, you guys would normally see this very often. And these different types of in-context questions are crazy on the TOEFL ITP. I remember because I had to like scan through everything and say, okay, well, there's this, okay, maybe this. See what I mean? So this is one of the, you know, one of the ones that might throw you off a little bit. Right now, because it's question four, we're going to look at the top for it. So it says here, it implies that some writers in the American colonies supported England during the revolution. Franklin and Payne were the only writers to influence the revolution. There were two repeats with revolution. So now we, we, we understand just a little bit about what we're looking for. Because Thomas Paine was an Englishman, he supported England against the colonies. Or authors who supported England did not remain in the colonies during the revolution three mentions of revolutions. Writers, writers, and authors. More than likely, that's what we're looking for. It's in that realm. So if we go up and right after that first long, extremely long sentence in the opening paragraph, it says, although not all writers of this period supported the revolution, the two best known and most influential writers Ben Franklin and Thomas Paine were both strongly supportive of that cause. Because in the second paragraph, it goes into when Ben Franklin, you know, ended up becoming successful and popular. It was because his writings and his brother's newspaper, et cetera, et cetera. So we're already going into like very, very specific stuff. So we need to know and understand this is where our answer is because it shifts focus. So like I said, because Thomas Paine was an Englishman? Nope. So authors who supported England did not remain in the colonies during the revolution. It did not state that. Franklin and Paine were the only writers to influence the, re the revolution. 
or some writers in the American colonies supported England during the revolution. So remember, okay, it says here, and I'll report it one last time, not all writers during the period supported it, but two of them were strongly supportive of it. So if we look at that, Franklin and Payne were the only writers to influence the revolution. It's kind of tough because were they the only, only ones, but they were the two best known. So what is it going to be? That's a good question for you. So you're going to have to make a judgment call. Some writers in the American colonies supported England during the revolution. Again, this doesn't talk about supporting England. It talks about the revolution in general, right? So that's context. It's a little complicated, but that's me breaking down the confusion behind everything. Now, number five, it says the pronoun he in line eight refers to, oh, I love these ones, right? I love these so, so much. So if we go up to he, line eight, I don't have lines. Guys, I don't have lines. I'm going to be honest with you. So what we have to do here, if I actually break this down, I think he is in line seven, if I'm not mistaken, in the second paragraph. So let me read this out. Bren Franklin first attained popular success through his writings in his brother's newspaper, the England, I'm sorry, the New England Current. In these articles, he used a simple style of language. There it is. So again, if we go into the next sentence, it says he continued with the same common sense practicality and appealed to the common man. So we go back down. Who is he referring to? Thomas Payne, uh, Thomas Payne, Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin's brother, or poor Richard? Poor Richard, obviously stupid. Thomas Payne, obviously stupid. So is it referring to Ben Franklin or Ben Franklin's brother? Let's see if you guys are good with these he's, all right? So now, again, go to, uh, what, what, what do you call this? The, the specific context one? I forgot. I haven't done this in a while. But anyways, <laughs> go to my blog, second page. You got your answers. All right, now, number six, the word desperate. Oh, I love this. I love this, I love this, I love this. Okay, so if we look at the word desperate in line 16, I don't even know where the hell line 16 is, but I know that there should only be one desperate. They're not going to use it twice throughout this reading. So, and to be honest with you, there it is, got it. Okay, then throughout the long and desperate war years, okay, long and desperate war years. So what does that mean? because they use the adjective long to describe desperate, okay? So long and desperate war years, does that mean unending, hopeless, strategic, or combative? Now, two of those words you could take right out because it doesn't really correlate with long is the C and the D, strategic and combative. Get it the hell out of there. You got unending and hopeless. Is war hopeless or is it unending and forever? Boom. If you understood what I just said, you probably got your answer. So let's go to number seven. Where in the passage does the author describe Thomas Paine's style of writing? So we have to look for the obviously proper noun, Thomas Paine. And if we look in the first paragraph, it talks about Ben Franklin. And then guess what? Voila! In the second, I'm sorry, in the last paragraph, it says Thomas Paine was an Englishman Blah, 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 his pamphlet, blah, 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 blah. Then throughout the long and desperate wars, blah, 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 to encourage the colonists to continue. Blah, blah, his, the effectiveness of his writing was probably due to his emotional yet oversimplified depiction of the cause of the colonists against England. They mentioned his writing for the first time 
at the very, very end and the last sentence, practically, because I don't see anything else. It talks about writers, but the entire second paragraph was all about Frank, Frank, Franklin, Franklin, Frank, Frank, Franklin, Franklin. All right. So it says here, where does it talk about the writing? Lines four to six, eight to nine, 14 to 15, or 18 to 20. It's obviously in the last paragraph. So your answer would be 18 to 20. Correct. There it is. Now, it's all about navigation too. What is the purpose of this passage? So we got two writers. We got two writers that did a couple of things. Let me put some things out there. Let's do A. A, discuss American literature in the first half of the century. Ooh, is that true? Because it says, whereas literature in the first half of the 18th century, blah, 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 blah. But in the latter half of the century, the revolutionary fervor. <gasps> so this entire, they were focusing primarily on the first half of the century in the preceding paragraph. But this entire passage is about the latter half. So let's go back to it. Discuss American literature in the first half. Ah, wrong. B, give biographical data. Biographical data on two American writers. Ooh, big word. Explain which authors supported the revolution. Nah, specific detail in only one sentence. Bye-bye. Describe the literary influence during revolutionary America. Ooh, so is it B or is it D? The goal of this video, people, and the reason why I wanted to make this was to understand and use that process of elimination and understanding context. And you saw the way, you might have to watch this over and over to understand the overall, like very deep meaning that I'm trying to convey to you guys, because it's easy to just say, oh, well, it's because of this and it's because of this and that. No, I want you to know exactly where you're looking for the answer, break it down each sentence, see how things correlate, follow it very, and this is why even with grammar and adjectives and understanding what former and latter means, all of these things play a significant role in you getting a good, getting a good uh, score in the reading passage too. So in saying that, again, with the course that I'm going to be developing, that I am developing, okay, I'm going to be going very in-depth in very good detail in regards to all these different types of reading questions and stuff. So again, with that being said, guys, if you are interested possibly in coaching or maybe even a membership, uh, what is it, a membership what is it, a membership so you could like learn to go get some coaching hours and stuff like that, whatever it may be, let me know, okay? Because that's available, but I'm doing more primary focus on the course because I like, I think you guys like to learn as you go rather than with anyone else. So in saying that guys, tune into my blog as always. Thank you so much for tuning in to another podcast. I'm your crazy ass host as usual. <gasps> Over and out.